1: what's up family thank you for tuning in to the dream nation podcast my name is casanova i'll be your host and i'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs thought leaders and trailblazers from around the world stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life hey dream builder this episode is powered by design crowd design crowd is a website that helps entrepreneurs startups and small businesses Get creative and quality designs from custom logos to business cards and even web designs. There's a community of over 900,000 designers from all across the world that's ready to bring your idea to life in as little as ours. So head on over to designcrowd.com forward slash dream nation and see what all the hype is about. What's up, Dream Nation? We are back again. and today's episode, I'm excited to bring this one to you because today I'm going to learn, just like you, about financial independence. And I'm not just talking about on the money side. I'm talking about your conscious side, your spiritual side. And I have one of the experts on today that I'm sure is going to teach us all a lot. So without further ado, please help me in welcoming my sister, Miss Jamila Sofrant. Jamila, you want to go ahead and say what's up to dream nation.
0: What's up dream nation. I feel like there should be like a, um, background of clapping right now. Like, woo! but thank you for that. Awesome. <laughs> introduction. <They're>,
1: they definitely <laughs> no, and, and, and what's funny is I got, and so you being a fellow podcaster, I got a uh, road podcaster pro. Over here. Well, I'm
0: not that fancy. I'm not that as in, I'm not fancy like that,
1: but I'll keep it 100. I've had it like me good friends with Pat Flynn and like I saw his video about it and he basically edified it and I was like, oh man, I need one of them. So I got it. But I and so I could press the, the button, but I don't even know if it will work because I've never tried it out in live setting. So I probably need to, but it is what it is. I, next, next time, time I'm going to work time. on that right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, but thank you for the awesome um, introduction. I'm super excited and honored to be speaking to Dream Nation right now.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're honored to have you. So the way that I always love to start off every episode is by making sure that I give the proper introduction. And the way that I do that is I compare us as entrepreneurs, thought leaders to superheroes. And why is because we're constantly flying around the world and we're putting on our cape and we're trying to solve some of the world's biggest problems. And I know that's what you've been doing in one of the world's biggest industries that has so many problems. We all struggle with this in some form of another, whether getting too much of it too fast or whether never having enough and we come from a a mindset of scarcity and so my question to you is we all know who the the superwoman is right but what we don't know a lot of the time is who is that Lois Lane behind her right and so we all know at least anybody who has been in the financial industry or heard of journey to launch we know who the superwoman is that's Jamila but who is that Lois Lane that's behind her? Who is the other side?
0: That's a great um, lead in question because, you know, honestly I am a regular smegula girl from Brooklyn. I was born in Jamaica, but I'm really like down to earth. Um, I'm figuring it out as like everyone else. And I know some people, they look at me, they're like, you have it all together. like, you know, this mom life, I have three kids, pretty young too, they're six four and two. Mm -hmm. So parents out there who have kids that age and, you know, trying to do anything outside of just breathing, (laughs) know how hard it is to juggle that. And so I'm figuring it out every day. And for me, my joys are really simple um, because my time is so constrained. Right. So like I find like pleasure in just like being able to just have like quiet time in the morning. Um, And so for me, like I'll just say I'm the simple girl. I do have big dreams. I've always had big dreams. And I think that's why I've been able to accomplish so much because I dream big and I go big that way. If I fail, like my landing point is still a really good spot.
1: Um, I love it right we all love dreamers on the show and people who can turn those dreams into a reality but that means that you got to execute on it so talk to me about when you first started because now you have uh, a podcast that teaches people financial independence but where did this all come from you when you first started did you come from a lack of take us back to why you decided to, to make this your lane
0: yeah so for me starting journey to launch was initially just to chronicle my own personal journey to financial independence this coming from someone who didn't know that financial independence existed and i can get into like the definition of what it is if you want right now but yeah so i've always had dreams of being like my own boss not working for anyone like being a millionaire you know like i think most of us big dreamers when we're younger Got into the working world and was like, how? Because, you know, now there are bills to pay and there's life. And I've tried different things. So I tried, you know, different businesses. I had my real estate license. um, So I thought I was going to sell houses. Didn't like that process of people not knowing what they wanted. Um, I started a vending machine business. Didn't like that after a while. Started a magazine. So none of those things worked. But I thought those were going to be the things that would allow me to get freedom and become rich. And those were all kind of like in my 20s. And so I kind of gave up after that. I was like, I don't know what else to do. Like, how else am I going to become a millionaire and be all these things that I wanted to be? So, and I did have a good job um, that I just thought, you know what, just stick with the job, just work like everyone else. Like, who are you like to really think that you could like buck the system and do something different when everyone around me was just following the status quo. So I kind of gave up on those dreams and it wasn't until pregnant with my first son um, in my early thirties, crazy commute. It was about hour and a half one way driving. But then that day took me like three hours to get home. And that moment, like it just woke up something inside of me because I was like, I can't do this. Like I have to figure something out, started Googling how to quit my job, how to retire early, you know, all the things people (laughs) typically like Google when they're maybe like upset or trying to get away from something and found podcasts and blogs talking about this concept of financial independence, where people were saving and investing their regular you know, income, their money from their jobs, they weren't like millionaires at that moment, but they were investing as much of income as they could into their retirement accounts, into different investment accounts, into real estate over time. And they were able to then quit their jobs because they built up this portfolio that they could live off of. um, So they didn't have to work again, financial independence. And I was just, I was amazed because I was like, why didn't I know about this before? Because if I knew about this in my twenties, I would have been more strategic with how I saved and invested my income, you know, from my job find out about it. And that's why I started Journey to Launch, because I started to hear all these stories of teachers and, you know, people who had corporate careers, but, you know, in 10, 15 years of saving and investing, were able to quit their jobs. And Journey to Launch was started just to chronicle how long it would take me and how I was going to do that.
1: Hmm. And how long ago was that when you, what year was that?
0: So I would say, all right, um, I officially you know the the thought came in my head like a while i had it like rumbling for a bit started to like listen to the podcast on my commute so one thing i did was turn that commute into like my learning like mm-hmm. time um and got through a lot of podcasts um and audiobooks and learned a lot but i officially started i would say like at 33 because i said i was gonna quit and reach financial independence by 30 by 40. so i gave myself seven years based on the calculations of how much my husband and i could save And, that did quickly change after starting Journey to Launch, but initially my real like starting point, what I would say is like, it was going to take me seven years to get to my goals.
1: Wow. And when you first started, like, talk to me about what your husband was like on the other side, because you come home and you say, hey, I'm going to do this other side hustle. Now, when you were doing all these things in your 20s, are you all high school sweethearts? Like, did he see those things? Or was this like the brand new venture the first time that he saw we're going to become entrepreneurs?
0: Yeah. Well, he's always like, I met him when I was 19. So he's always seen that he's been like kind of through it. When I bought my first property at 22, he's known that like, okay, you're going to have a girl that's going to like do the most. That's just who (laughs) I was. And he's really simple. So it actually really like the energies matches. Um, and it works out because he's not as into this entrepreneurial life. Like he could care less what's going on with Journey to Launch as long as like, I'm happy. So it works out, but he knew, I think, um, by like going through these other businesses with me. And he wasn't really involved. He did help with the vending machine, but otherwise he would just sit on the sidelines and like kind of cheer me on when he needed. So when I came home and said to him like, okay, so hear me out. What if we could retire early, reach financial independence? He was like, what are you talking about? Because in his mind, like he's a simple guy, like he's the same guy that when we got um, married and we're like trying to get, you know, figure out where we'd honeymoon. I was like, let's travel the world. Like, let's go to as many countries as possible. He's like, why can't we just go to the Bahamas? And I'm like, the Bahamas, like, you know, like that's the kind of life he wants. Like, he doesn't want all this stuff. So when I came home and told him about, you know, saving most of our money, investing and retiring early, he was like, why? And like, who does this? So that took a bit of um, just bringing the vision to him so he could buy into it. Cause it was going to be really important for him to actually be on board with this.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely. And that sounds so much like Julie and I, like she's the same way. She's a blinders on. She's simple. She doesn't need all those things. So I could definitely relate there. Now, when you first decided, hey, I'm going to change around my mindset. What was, because you talked about the blog, you talked about the podcast that you were listening to. If you could take us back, what were those blogs, those podcasts? Because somebody else that's listening to this right now, they're probably thinking, well, man, if, if that's what her path was, I would love to know what was that for her, so then maybe it can have that same spark in me.
0: Yeah, you know, what's so dope now that I um, so the things I started listening to, I don't listen to or follow as much because, you know, you evolve, but they were good starting points. So I remember listening to things like the Mad Scientist, his podcast, he interviewed so many people about financial independence, radical personal um, finance, I'd have to remember that one. Um, Also, Mr. Money Mustache, um, Mm -hmm. very popular blog about financial independence. So those are my initial starting points. And then when he interviewed people who reached it, I would then go research those people. And I remember one of the first interviews that I heard that really blew my mind was um, from Ed the Millionaire Educator he was a teacher who both him and his wife teachers were able to become millionaires on teacher salaries and quit and retire early to Mexico. And so things like that really inspired me. Cause I'm like, wait, my husband's a teacher. Like we should be able to do better than what we're doing. And now I was saying that what was is dope is that people will now find me and say like, I'm that starting point for them right on that journey, just like I found them as starting points. So I think it evolves. And for me, journey to launch was, that's why it evolved in more just like me sharing my own journey. It was like, how can I bring other people along with me so that I can help them? They can create their own path to financial independence.
1: Yeah, no, dope. I appreciate you sharing the resources. And of course, that's why we have you on the show. is so people will find you and be able to look at what your story was and how they could correlate that with themselves. And uh, it will be really good. Um, yeah. Let me ask. So when somebody's looking to now transform, and maybe they want to budget, or they want to start to save, like, where do you recommend that people start out at? Because if you say, hey, I'm going to retire in seven years, that just feels like, oh my god, like, it's a great dream to have. And it's not saying that you can't turn it into a reality. But we both know that needs to be broken down into really small bites. So you can start to create the habits. What is the habits that you first start telling people to create?
0: Yeah, so there is like a practical kind of approach to this where you know you're looking at increasing your income you're looking at monitoring optimizing your expenses to then create a gap within your cash flow and that gap is what you use to pay off debt to save to invest to do the things that you want right but before you can do any of that i always say the mindset and habits part of it is mostly important like it's more important actually than making more and you know Spending less because any of those actions are going to require you to have the correct mindset to keep it going, to be sustainable. And so, for many people, they just want to jump in right to like making money to all these things, but they're not addressing the blocks that they have around money. They're not addressing, you know, perhaps maybe their environment that's not encouraging them, you know, the people around them. And so, I always say, yes, get to the numbers. You need a budget. Uh, You need to know your goals. But before that, you need to understand what it is that you're actually going for and why you're going for it. You need to understand what your limiting beliefs are around it. And not that it has to be fixed right away, but just acknowledging it and uncovering it, even just knowing that it's there is a big step. Because so many people are walking around not knowing that, not understanding why they can't earn more, why they don't have the confidence to go ask their boss for more. If you're an entrepreneur, why you can't sell and you know raise your price. like the Little things like that all go back to your mindset and- how you feel about yourself and money
1: hmm yeah no and i definitely one of the things that i learned is before you can level up your skill set you got to level up your mindset and so yeah i definitely i think that anybody who's listening to this right now they're no stranger uh to that and and, but let's say that you're like okay i have acknowledged the root of the problem of where it comes in at but yet i still now have seventy thousand dollars in credit card debt i got $50,000 in student loan debt or $150,000 in student loan debt, and I just don't even know where to start. What's the first, what is that practical tip that you would tell me on how I could get myself over the next three to six months to at least put this under control?
0: Yeah. So you have to first really get an understanding of your starting point. So that way you can start to map out how you're going to get to your goals. So what I mean by starting point is how much debt do you actually have? Like not just like saying it, but I need you to like get out a piece of paper, get out that spreadsheet, write out your liabilities. Like what are your liabilities? What's your assets? What's your income? Some people have inconsistent or they don't even actually know how much they bring home on, an, on a regular basis. And then what are your expenses? So like these four points will allow you then to just get a touch point, okay, where am I right now? And with that, you can begin to create a plan. So I talk about financial independence as a journey, hence journey to launch, because I understand that depending on your starting point, this can take a while. Um if you are lucky enough to have a decent income and it's really just an expense problem like you know you're not thinking about how you're spending you're overspending on things you don't even want, you know, it's going to be a little bit different for you. If you have a really like an income problem like you literally are not earning enough, that's like a different story. So the way I broke out trying to reach financial independence breaks it up into different stages. So stage 1, if I can go through the stages, stage 1 is just basic like you can't really even just pay your bills and without being in the red every month. You need to be organized. Like you literally just wanna to get to a starting point where you can pay um, for your expenses and your lifestyle, your basic lifestyle without going into debt anymore. I would say that stage one, that's called the explorer stage and kinda like my ecosystem. Yeah. So there's gonna be things you wanna do in that stage. Cause you might just be coming to this, like I've never heard of this. I don't like, I'm, I no wonder why my credit card balance keeps going up. Like I feel so out of control. So for that stage, you're gonna wanna focus on, okay, budgeting and, just, there's gonna be a lot of mindset work in all stages, but especially that stage. The second stage, so after you got you get like a system together, you're actually able to pay your bills and not be in the red, then you are typically gonna be in stage two, which is the cadet stage I call, um, which is about paying off debt, your consumer debt. And so that stage can take a while for some people, depending on how much debt you have. I don't typically include like mortgages or student loan debt in this category, just because they tend to be low interest rate debt and it could take you a while to pay that off. But for the other debts you have like credit cards, or just high interest loans, creating a debt payoff plan. And again, remember, this is a a marathon. These are not like small sprints, but I broke it out this way so that like people who are on this journey for a while can see progress. They can check off that, okay, paid off this credit card, you know, made progress in increasing my net worth. So that's like stage two is working on paying off that debt. So stage three is the aviator stage. That's where you paid off most of your debt, all of your debt, um, if you have any left, but maybe you still have that mortgage, that student loan and you're managing it but now you're working on building assets and mm-hmm. so in this stage and that's kind of where i was when i started journey to launch most of our debt was paid off and it was time to now save and invest and we did that aggressively for two three years so in two years my husband and i were able to save dollars dollars um, between our investment accounts our retirement accounts and our investment accounts so we were in that aviator stage like hustling to like build our assets And um, so you can be in that stage for a while too, depending on your goals and your lifestyle. We live in New York City. We had three kids or we were, you know, building our family by then. So we knew that for us, like we wanted to have more, needed to build more. So let's say now you're building, but you know, you want something different in your life. Maybe you want to change your job. You want to quit your job. Then you can move to stage four. Um, that's called the commander stage. That's where you have work flexibility or you're working on work flexibility. So I'm actually right now in stage four of the journey of, to financial independence, meaning I still need to bring in income. Like, so we're not completely financially independent yet, but we are comfortable enough where I was able to quit my full-time job um, a couple years ago. Um, we have a healthy savings. We can live the kind of life we wanna live. We still have to budget but we have flexibility. So even if right now I said, you know, I have to take a break from Journey to Launch, like I actually, we could do that. And so I feel like most people can get to this stage. I actually think everyone can get to this stage that you can walk away from a job you don't like, doesn't mean you don't have to work again, but you can kind of choose what you do and it could be in alignment with your passions. Um, Or you could take a break. Maybe you want to raise kids or you want to travel the world when the world opens back up, right? Like, and I think that's a wonderful place to be in. Um, And the next and final stage is the financial independence stage. You have all the money saved and invested. Don't need to ever work again. Um, that to me is like that moon goal, like that big goal that everyone can be working towards. But as you'll see, or I hope um, from explaining that, there's so many levels to which you unlock freedom as you go. Because while I'm not financially independent yet, I would never have been able to quit my job, you know, be home with the kids when I need to have this flexibility without starting this journey. Um, And that's kind of like my call to, you know, to action or just to inspiration, hopefully for people is that the journey is long, but the real key here is to unlock the freedom along the way. Like we're not just waiting until you have all the money in the world to live your life. Like, let's figure out how you can do that right now.
1: God, it. No, it's so much wisdom right there. And so now, anybody who's listening to this cannot say that they do not have a game plan. They don't at least know where their starting point is, right? With rewind it, write all these down, figure out: Am I in stage two? Am I in stage one? Or maybe you know I haven't even hit stage one yet. But at least we know what we're targeting towards. So I appreciate you sharing that. So much wisdom. Now. For somebody, and I see this question asked a lot. If I have $100,000 in debt right right now, would and but I want to start investing because I want to create more income, are you going to recommend me to pay down this debt first, or are you going to recommend that I invest first and then use what I make to then pay down the debt later?
0: I love this question. Um, you know, I would then have other questions for you. So I would ask you, what kind of debt is this? You know, is this high interest rate debt, like credit cards? Is it student loan debt? Is it a combination? Because I actually do believe in investing while you have debt. It just depends what type of debt and your overall just plan. So for most people, if you do have access to a 401k, And then it does have a match. You should at least invest up to that match. It's they call it free money. And sometimes I do too, but really they're using that as part of your compensation package. So when you don't invest up to the, get that match that way, like if you put in a hundred, your company puts in a hundred, like at least do the bare minimum on that. Then after that, it is about evaluating where your debt, like is the interest on that debt, because if you do math, like, you know, and you're like a math person, like how I can be in a lot of ways. It's like, okay, what's the interest that you're paying on your debt? And what's a potential interest that you can get on the investment? And, you know, most times if you have a low interest rate debt, like for some people who have like mortgages or real estate debt, that's low interest debt. And you can earn more, like instead of paying that off aggressively in the markets in another area. Right. And so um, it's really understanding your risk tolerance, the type of debt you have, and like, the overall plan that you have, because it's going to look different for a 20 year old asking me this question, who has mostly student loan debt versus maybe like a 45 year old who has like a ton of credit card debt, ton of student loan debt and nothing saved for retirement. Right? So like, it's going to just depend.
1: Hey, dream builder. If you're anything like me, you have no idea how to come up with a quality logo or even a creative design. You know, that quality is important, but it's not always the easiest to nail down, right? That's where Design Crowd comes in. Whether it's a logo, a website, book cover, or even a social media ad, they have a community of over nine hundred thousand professional designers around the world ready to help solve your creative problem. Head on over to DesignCrowd.com/dreamnation to learn more. And just for being a part of the Dream Nation tribe, you're gonna receive a special VIP offer when you sign up of up to $150 credit. Now, instead of waiting weeks for an agency to pitch you an idea, you'll be able to get a design of exactly what you need within just three days. So again, head on over to designcrowd.com forward slash and check it out. Yeah, no, and that's great. Just uh, assessing where you currently are is terms of the interest rates is what I got from that. And that's really, I mean, again, just like you said, if you can get something that's already at 3%, right, and you're going to go make 10% on whatever this investment is, then it benefits you to go ahead and do it, right?
0: I want to do, I do want to say this too, that's still going to go back to mindset and habits, right? So if you're a disciplined person, and that is your goal, you're like, all right, I know I have this debt, but I can earn more doing this investment. That only works if that money that you do earn and make, you're using then to further, you know, your financial independence and freedom goals. Not like, oh, I'm just gonna go spend it all on liabilities now that I'm making this money. So that is also key. That's like people who ask me, should I use credit cards? Like I use my credit card all the time because I use it for points, but I also pay it off every month. And so that strategy only works for people who have the capacity to do that and the, like the discipline. So it's not a strategy that everyone should use, but it's something that if you can use it, it works to your benefit for the points, you know, for the free travel and trips when when you can do that again.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's another good point. And you brought up discipline. And I think I was in a room yesterday and before we hopped on this call, we were talking about Clubhouse, right? And I was in a room yesterday and they were talking about discipline and the habits and the choices that you had. For somebody who definitely doesn't have discipline right now and they can be self-aware and they say, I don't think I have that discipline. Is there anything that you would recommend for somebody to develop a discipline method or muscle um, that can they can continue to strengthen up every day. Like, what is that type of wisdom that they could get?
0: Yeah. So first, know thyself, right? So some of us, it's it may be easier in other areas um, to. To be more disciplined. Like, I'm always amazed that, like, people who work out and are runners, because I started running, like, I'm like, how are you not running the work? Like, you should be able, if you're a runner, you should be able to do like anything in life. Cause it's so hard for me. Like, when I see runners, like, I'm like, how are you even doing this? The stamina, like the fact that you go out there every day, but that's not always, you know, um, transferable in other areas of their life. And so I look at that and I say, so if you know money um, is something that you've been struggling with, part of that too is like taking things off the table that you don't have to think about. So how can you automate certain things, right? So not saying that you don't have to be disciplined like yourself, but what things can you get off your plate to where you can automatically, you know, have that transfer go to your debt the extra payment or to your investment account so automate as much as you can but then also realize that you do need to put time towards this just like if you were going to run or work out you have to build up that stamina and so even if it's like all right i'm going to take five minutes to sit down with my money or to talk about money um you know a day or a week to look at my accounts to learn something new but putting that on your calendar and sticking to it um is really key because then it starts to build up that muscle that you're paying attention to your money or to your finances. And then, and then as you go, like you'll be, you'll fall down a rabbit hole, a good rabbit hole in terms of you'll start to build that muscle up and do more, but start as small as you need, whether it's five, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, but just stick to that and be honorable to yourself with those commitments.
1: Yeah, let me, I, I'm curious to know, like knowing that you've now um, built up this muscle, right? And and now you understand who you are, do you still make mistakes that go against, like, do you still have those that you're like, man, I shouldn't have bought that? Whether it's buyer's remorse or like, do you go against your grain of what you already know still being that you're a financial independence expert
0: now? Of course, like I, this is the thing too, like, I think um, the realest thing that we can like tell our audience at least for me is just like how just our real truth about things so while I call myself an expert other people call me an expert and I'm pretty good with money like I still have my own money hang ups, my own limiting beliefs around money, and um, you know, I still mess up on my budget. Like, it's not like every time I go on my budget, I'm like, click, 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 click goodbye. Like, sometimes I'm like, wait, what? What happened here? Or like... <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: curious <laughs> to know now, because because you're talking, so... And I'm sure somebody else is. Tell us in the last, yeah. like, three years, what's something that, looking back on it, you're like, I still know I shouldn't have bought that.
0: But, you know, for me, so my thing isn't really buying things. Like, that is not... And that's just my natural kind of personality when, when it comes to things. Like, that. I wouldn't say that is my would be my hang up or mistake, if, right. Like I did a lot of that in my early twenties, you know, had the condo with the BMW where I was like, you know, that I was living my life. I don't know if I'll do that right now, just cause I have other priorities, but you know, that's different nowadays. I'd say like maybe things that I think like, Oh, you could have did that like differently, or you should do this better is maybe checking them on my budget more. Right. So like, I don't like, I say that budgeting is really for like a guidance system for you in order to spend. Um, but also um, you have to like check in with it. And so I do budget, but sometimes I don't like check my budget. Like I do it once a month. And then when I go back and do it, like at the end of the month, it's taking me longer. I'm trying to remember what that expense was for, right? Where, and so like, that might take me longer to do versus if I sat down and did it, like I'm telling you, right? do so, dude, every like day, but that's like, it's true. But for me, I can actually afford that mistake because we have such cushion. I wouldn't even call it mistake i can afford to do that because we have so much cushion i'm not at level one if i was at level one or two i'd be doing the budget every day i'm at level four where we have we have some wiggle room there's some cushion so there's some things that i can afford to do maybe that someone can't um but yes i still have my little hang-ups about um money but I think it's important to say that because some people think like once you get to this certain level, once you have all the money, then things are perfect. Then you don't have, you know, anything that you're doing wrong. And that's not the case. I think it's an evolving process like every step of the way.
1: Yeah, no, that's it's Once you get in in the beginning, right, everything is always going to be tough. But as you build it out, you will get more leisure. You will get a longer leash right to be able to make a couple hiccups here and there. But in the beginning, it's when you're in the trenches. And so I appreciate you sharing that as well. Has there ever been someone that's came to you or even a time in your own life where you've seen the backside, right? Whether it's your own financials or somebody else has came to you and they say, look, I got my cards out all on the table. And then you've seen that and you've been like, I don't know if you can come back from this.
0: No, <laughs> everything. No, like honestly, like everything. Um. I don't ever think it's too late for anyone to start mm-hmm. this um, journey. And so, and I've worked with people and or, you know, come into contact, got messages from people about how much debt they're in or how far behind they are or how late they feel like they're starting. And I always then at the same regard, I'll get messages from people who started the same exact way, but have made progress. Um, and so I never, you know, I never count someone out. I think that is the beauty of one. So I, it's important too, to recognize that everyone has different starting points different assets, different privileges um, that can help them. And the key is identifying those things and using them to your advantage, like using a toolbox, you know, tools in your current toolbox that you, that you can, and then picking up more tools as you go. But it's never too late. And that's why I, you know, I'm a like dream nation. That's why I also dream big because t- in my head, I'm like, if I'm aiming to, let's just say have $2 million in 10, 15, 20 years, let's say 15, let's say 20 years through my saving and investing. And that's my goal. And then I do have a plan, right? Because I'm like, I have all these things that I'm doing. I've written things out, my goals out. And I fail like getting to the 2 million, right? Just like someone listening be like, oh, I wanna like reach financial independence. And they're like, all right, I'm gonna go for it. Even if you fail, so even if I don't get to 2 million in 15 years and I only have 900,000. Okay, so you didn't get to 2 million, but you got 900,000, you wouldn't have gotten to 900,000 without starting. So it's better than where you would have been. So that's why I always say like, like dream big, create the plan to get to that point. But even if you fail, you will be in a better position because by not starting, because you think it's too late or it's too far gone, you'll only stay where you are and it will get worse because. Compounding also works in the opposite way, right? Like your interest on debt increases, like your emotions around how you feel, the negative ones increase, and so I really just um, implore people, Dream Nation, to well, however you're feeling about yourself, like there is there is hope, there is a way to make progress.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I wanted to ask that question. And then I know it could have seemed maybe counterintuitive or we're going backwards, but there's somebody that's listening at this right now. And I'm sure they're like, oh my God, I feel like everything that she's saying, though, I don't even want to look at my finances, right? I feel like I'm like negative two. So I feel like I don't think I could even bounce back from this. And so that's why I wanted to hear that perspective, because from somebody who's already shared where they started, and now they're at the top, somebody else could become intimidated by that. But I think answering that question the way that you did, there's never a wrong time to get started. And even if you have kids or if you have somebody that's coming after you, if you don't fix it right for you now, even if you're only 55 years old, what do you think that you're going to be giving off? Because your kids or your younger brothers and sisters or whoever it is that you're taking care of or that's watching you, they're looking at how you manage your money and your emotions because of your money. And they're going to build off of that.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's interesting because for me, like as a mom now and being raised by a single mom. So sometimes, you know, people will hear my story and I talk more about it, like in other stuff that I do, like the background and like how I was able to buy my first place and all this stuff at 22. But it's more about like, when I think about people, they're like, well, Jamila, like, you know, you had a stable job at that point and you had all these kind of advantages that helped you. And I'm like, that's true. So I always acknowledge the certain advantages that I have. Not to say that I didn't work hard for that, but then it just reminds me of my mom who came, who had me at 20 years old, came here from Jamaica, the island, you know, didn't know, you know, had nothing, had to leave me back behind in Jamaica to come establish herself and work minimum wage jobs. Like I look at her and say to myself, you know, maybe someone doesn't identify with my story. That's fine in terms of like what I started with, but then I look at what my mom was able to do for me. So she what she instilled in me for me to be the kind of person i am today is not that she like gave me a you know she handed me a, a an investment account or a 529 account but the the mentality um like this this like most parents will ask me what do i you know how can i start like investing or saving for my child or pass down like wealth and i'm like it's important that you're thinking that way but more importantly than that is the mental wealth that you give them mm. like in the confidence that you give them Because if you have nothing, like, let's just say you're just trying to make it yourself and you're trying to create that stable ground. Like I think of how my mom did it for me, where she built me up to a place where I felt like I could take risks and I was confident enough to keep trying. And I knew I always have a landing place, like, you know, to fall back on and someone who would always love me, like these little, they're they're not little, but these things then created this person who was able to take the risks that I took and was, Put me in the position of who i am today so i think too like while we are talking about money and the numbers and it's important i think that mental wealth that 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 internal wealth is mostly important because that the external stuff can be taken away you know like it's it can be taken from you at any point um but that internal stuff that can't be taken away and that to me is the, what you pass on that is what you instill in others in your community that's wealth
1: yeah I absolutely agree. Uh, I couldn't have said it any better. So, no, I, I definitely think that that's some wisdom that somebody's going to be able to take and, and they can really pass that down. I know we're coming up to the end. So, I just got a couple last questions for you. I think the first one is knowing everything that you know now, and you touched on this a little bit ago, but knowing everything that you know now and how much wiser that you are from when you started, if there was one thing that you wish that you would have changed or even better yet, just implemented sooner to accelerate your process on your journey and your dream what would that one thing be
0: I would have invested more in my 401k when I started working full-time I remember getting that kind of uh, email you know when I first started working full-time okay you can put money to your 401k and I'm like why like that that's 55 60 year old Jamila like I'm 22 I'm like I want as as much money in my like check right now. And I'm not understanding like, and I think most people are like this, or at least when they think about retirement, it's like, that's so far off. Like I'm trying to live my life now. I'm trying to enjoy the fruits of my labor, which I totally understand, but finding a balance where I would have done more of that investing and saving earlier on, I would have been so far ahead because I didn't really start aggressively doing this until I was like in my early 30s. And so I imagine if I had this mindset in my 20s, how much further ahead I'd be. But um, yeah, that would probably be one of the things I did would have done differently.
1: Yeah. If you're an entrepreneur already, though, and you're listening at this, what would that one thing be from an entrepreneur standpoint? If they say, well, okay, that doesn't benefit me because I don't have a job.
0: Yeah, so even if you don't necessarily, um, you know, don't work for anyone else, you have access to, you know, opening like a a Roth IRA. So that's an after-tax retirement investing account. So if you think that you can invest between zero and $6,000, 6,000 is the actual max that you can invest in a Roth IRA, you can do that as a entrepreneur. And then if you are beginning to make more money, then open up that solo 401k so that you can then also reduce your tax liability and put more money away pre-tax. So you can do that. I actually did that um, with Journey to Launch for the first time in 2020, opened up my solo 401k. And I haven't made a contribution yet because I'm going to sit with my tax person to like, you know, do all the math to see how much like we can reduce our, our tax bill when the time comes and then I'll contribute and it will count for 2020. But I would say if you are an entrepreneur, there are things that you can do in that regard. Again, if you don't have a lot and it's between zero and 6,000 that you can do, then look at a Roth IRA. If you think you could do more than that, you can still do a Roth IRA, which I plan to do and a solo 401k or another type of entrepreneurial uh retirement plan
1: yeah there you have it and also if just what she said don't let that slip by don't be afraid to contact an accountant right and and make sure that you have a good one on your team because they're going to be the people that will really help you especially if you don't know what you're doing and you could potentially get into trouble because as we all know there's only two things that are guaranteed in life right death and taxes (laughs) and you have to be able to know how you can get out of those taxes legally And that's the best way to do it is to talk to a CPA.
0: And I think also it's important to know investing in yourself in these ways whether you have a business or not, um, it's like, you know, some people can do it on their own. If you have like simple taxes or just like a simple situation, you may not need an accountant, right? But the more assets you own, the more complex situations you have, a good accountant will save you money. They'll save you the cost of whatever they're, you know, um, charging you. And I find that when people do get really money focused, then they start to tick and tie sometimes and become more strict with like what they're spending on, because they think it's just money lost and you really have to change things around and think of things as investments especially mm-hmm. depending on if you know like me as a mom as someone who's really busy like I will now invest in things that help take things off my plate so whether that's more help in my business more help at home uh, and if that then delays certain financial goals um, but then also lets me have more energy then which allows me to make more money then that is a trade-off well worth. So I think sometimes it's not just about like money and how much is going out. So what's that return on that investment? What's that time saved? It's important because I don't want people to get all caught up in, oh, I just want to save and invest as much as possible. And like, you know, they're doing things counter and like backwards, like they take it five steps forward but then like 10 steps back when they're not thinking about the big picture.
1: Yeah, no, great advice. You definitely always have to be looking at the long-term game in the big picture. Um, The last question that I have is there's somebody out there, they've already gotten a wealth of knowledge and they're super inspired by you, just like I am. But they have that little thought in their head and that little voice, more importantly, and we've all had it. And it says that they're not strong enough. They're not smart enough. Or maybe they just don't have enough resources. What's the one thing that you would leave that person with to get them to just take action?
0: Mm. So the fact that you're listening to this, you're ahead of the game. Like there's so many people who don't know that like podcasts like this exist that things like financial independence exist and I'm all about planting seeds. So like maybe today, you know, you're not going to get, you're not going to pay off all the debt today. You're not going to do all these things that you want to do today, but planting that seed, I want you to know that it's possible. Um, and, not everyone again has maybe the starting point you've had you know maybe there's a lot going on in your life right now but there's someone who started where you were who you can relate to that has done something that has made a step forward and so I say um just understanding that the seed hopefully has been planted and will grow like a weed grows without water like will grow on its own anyway so I think just tapping in and tuning into content like this and then you have no choice eventually but to take action. Um and then the other like last thing I'll say about that is if you really believe you can't, well you would have turned this off probably be like what is she talking about? Like I don't want <laughs> retiring financial independence that's not for me. You probably would have turned this off a little <laughs> a while ago. But if you're still listening that means you you think it's possible. You're intrigued. So follow that follow those little nuggets, like follow that, those crumbs and you'll learn more. You'll uncover what you need to find. And cause that's how I started. Like I didn't understand all of this and I'm understanding more. I'm learning more as I go. So just start one step. You got it.
1: One step at a time and follow your intuition, right? You're here. You're intrigued. Follow it for anybody who wants to stay connected with you. Where can they find you at?
0: Yeah. So you can find me, if you're listening to this podcast, wherever you listen to this um, journey to launch. So just search journey to launch, make sure so you're subscribed. Anyone who follows me or is on this journey to financial freedom and independence is now a journeyer. So hello journeyer. Um, just that's the best way. Cause I release episodes every Wednesday. Um, and then also journey that's the website. And then I'm on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at journey to launch. I mostly hang out on Instagram
1: cool we'll make sure we put all of those links in the show notes but remember dream nation just as she said you just have to take that one step and if you're still here you're still rocking with us you already believe that it's possible to make your dream a reality but we all know you got to take action otherwise that dream that you have will only merely be a fantasy that's all for this one we'll catch you on the next one That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one